Hi everybody, you're listening to Esther and Jeff. This is episode 5 in which we talk about our adventures in Buffalo a little more. Buffalo! Buffalo! Two episodes in a row where we talk about Buffalo. (laughs) Yeah, we don't really have any travel plans coming up in the immediate future, so maybe one or two more Buffalo episodes are coming. Maybe. Maybe? Just maybe. Does that mean we're going to go on a trip soon? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we won't foreshadow too much. Oh, okay. All right, so we had a pretty fun, productive weekend, didn't we? I mean, it wasn't productive, but it was fun. Like, it was pretty relaxed and easygoing. Oh, productive as in we needed to get something accomplished? Because we got things accomplished. Okay, I don't remember getting anything accomplished. But we had a good time, which is good for the weekend. Um, So on Friday, we went... Out with a couple of friends, and they invited us to a new bar. Yeah, a new bar in Buffalo, and that's always a fun time. But this one was particularly cool because it was in the middle of Silo City. What Silo City, you're asking? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an answer. <laughs> no. Uh, Esther, what, what's Silo City? Um, so, from what I understand, Silo City is just a cluster of old, run-down... Grain, grain elevators. Silos. Oh, grain elevators? Is yeah, that grain the... silos. The yeah, same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're, they're, they're empty. They're all empty, right? Yes, they're not in use. There are a few in use... But not near where this bar is. Most of the ones in Buffalo are not in use anymore. So if you are unfamiliar with a grain silo, it's just like super tall and is there to store grain, right? Mm, Yeah, like 20 stories tall. Yeah, so you'll see small versions of them on like farms and stuff. But when when we say silos, we mean like gigantic like series of silos. Yes, this is like a filmmaker's dream. It's like an abandoned... (laughs) Part of town, which it really is. You know, that industry uh, doesn't really exist in Buffalo anymore. Yeah. Buffalo used to be a port city um, before uh, different modes of transportation were big. So uh, the Erie Canal was used and Buffalo was like gateway to the Great Lakes. So anything coming from Chicago or to Chicago went through Buffalo. So Buffalo is a big port city. And... The silos were a big part of that, and they are in South Buffalo. So near downtown in South Buffalo in the old First Ward area. Mm-hmm. So this bar that we went to, Duende, um, they like repurposed like maybe a managerial building like in the middle of Silo City. Yeah, it was like a old manager's office, like two-story building in the middle of these giant silos. Yeah, so there's an indoor bar, and then they built sort of like, uh, I mean, it's it's not really a shelter. It's like barely a shelter. It's a not cantina. Even, I think that's what it a is. Cantina. An outdoor little bar. Yeah. That has uh, a roof and two walls <laughs> and two open walls. Yeah, and they put um, they put like a big screen TV in there, and they were showing um, all of the World Cup games there in the mornings. Yep. World um, Cup. World Cup fever. <laughs> If you're listening to this in the future, <laughs> right now is the World Cup in 2018. Um, and so their menu isn't like super lengthy right now. It seems like they're just trying to figure everything out. Like, okay, so um, our Uber drive into Silo City. Lift. We took a lift. We took a lift. Um, we were all like just really unsure of where we were going. It's because- on a road with a fence. 
and there's a cardboard sign that says open. Yeah. That's it. It just... <laughs> Um, so there was like one side of the fence open leading you down this dirt road into the middle of Silo City. And our Lyft driver was like, oh, you guys sure you want me to drop you off here? (laughs) But then eventually we get to the end of the road and we see like a party's happening and like there are a bunch of cars. There's a lot of people there because they're celebrating a wedding. It's like a... Or an engagement party or something. Yeah. Or what's uh, the night before a wedding? Oh, the rehearsal dinner? Yeah, maybe it was a rehearsal dinner or something. Yeah, so there were a ton of people, um, which I guess is not very typical because the couple that we were with were like, oh my gosh, the last time we were here, nobody was here. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there are a lot of people. Uh, Their drink menu isn't like crazy and they're not brewing or few cocktails few beers yeah they didn't have anything really on tap everything was in bottles but 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 it was a full bar so he was making cocktails and stuff right but you're making this place sound kind of lame it's got the best location that's the whole point of the place okay yeah it could have served one beer and one wine and one cocktail and it still would have been awesome okay so when we walked out um the cantina was kind of full so we walked past it and there was, like, a cool lawn with, like, a couple of, like, high tables to, like, set your drinks at. And there, like, around this lawn was a fence. And past that was just, like, all of this greenery. Like, all of these crazy plants that are, like, super high, like, as tall as we are. And somebody had carved out paths through it all. Yes. And there were, like, benches built and, like, just, like, cool... um like I guess sculptures. Yeah, I don't know. Like just... Wooden sculptures in the in the mix there, and the cool part about this is these are all laid on top of old railroad tracks. So when the silos were in use, like in the turn of the century, nineteen hundred, nineteen twenties, there was a, that is a whole section of railroad tracks. So like twenty railroad tracks next to each other, and uh, nature has reclaimed mm-hmm. the industry. Yeah, so they pretty much just laid mulch across the railroad tracks to create a path, and you could just, like, walk around. And it was really cool. There were, like, all of these, like, tiny little ponds, and um, we saw a deer, like, just a random deer who did not seem to be afraid of us at all. He was, like, 10 feet away from us and just staring at us. Like, it was really bizarre and there's like a this giant beautiful tree that had a swing hanging from it and a little clearing and it was just very surreal and this whole time you have these giant grain silos in the background with like trees growing out of the tops of them like yeah it's uh really really interesting and uh, i snapped a couple of pictures on my instagram <laughs> so if you're interested to see the area um it was fun we really had a good time Um, but that place was, again, there was like a wedding rehearsal or something going on. So as much as we liked being there, we definitely wanted to get away from there. (laughs) Cause in fact, funny story at, um, one of the people we were with goes off to the bathroom and the three of us that remained me, Esther and the other person were talking at one of the tables, you know, a stand up table where you're standing around it. And one of the ladies from the wedding party comes up and goes, oh, let's take your photo for the bride-to-be. And we were like, what? And she's like, yeah, for the bride-to-be, come on, take a photo. And we were like, huh? And she snapped a photo of us. So we are in a collection of photos for a wedding that we have no idea who's getting married. Yeah. It was funny. But, like, can you imagine being the couple and be like, who are those people? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny, too. And the person we were with kind of gave a little smile and a wave. Me and Esther were just like, what? Uh... 
<laughs> so that that happened, and uh, we went not too far from Silo City to Riverworks. So people who are from Buffalo definitely know Riverworks. Riverworks has been around for a while. It's an outdoor uh, slash indoor brewery and roller derby rink and ice rink and Ninja Warrior training ground. <laughs> and it is this giant outdoor warehouse for adults. And it's really fun. It's, it's an interesting place. The last time we went, we had a great time. Uh, we went maybe two years ago. And we watched a Bills preseason game. Really enjoyed it. Uh, this time, it was even cooler. So they added like a zip line course on top of this old grain silo. And they had a lot of outdoor seating and this outdoor waterfall. And They did like rock climbing up the side yep. of one of the silos. And um, so this is still, I guess it would still be considered like Silo City because a large part of Riverworks are silos. So yeah. So they um they have like one set that they um is it vinyl or did they paint it? I don't know. They either painted it or put a vinyl up, and it's a giant six pack of beer. Yeah. For Labatt Blue, <laughs> and then there's another grain silo that had been torn down to just the the bottom. Uh, I guess it's like the bones, just the bare bones of it, and they took that and made this outdoor seating and area where you can have a couple of beers and drinks and uh there's this cool industrial waterfall and sculptures (laughs) they just have sculptures everywhere it's just it is very much like uh what i feel like you know like rome and italy is there's all these like (laughs) using the ruins yeah it felt like very cool american turn of the century industry ruins that yeah. they turn into like this drinking space. And by the way, they had live music. There was a ton of people there, mm-hmm. a ton of people. And on the Buffalo river, which is the river that's right next to it. Hence why it's called river works. <laughs> there's just a bunch of people on boats driving by, you know, they're all having fun and drinking. There's those paddle boats where all the people are having a bachelorette party and <laughs> stuff like that. So it was interesting. And the cool part about Riverworks is you get a beautiful view of the city. So we were there during sunset and we were there and you can the city starts to light up and the, all the lights turn on. It was an awesome location. Yeah, it was just we don't usually drive out that way. Um, South Buffalo is only a 15 minute drive or so from us, but we just don't find ourselves down there that often. Yeah. And so it was really cool to get like this different perspective so close to home. Yes, South Buffalo and North Buffalo are very different. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's the same city. We all love the Bills, but it's a different way of life. And South Buffalo and North Buffalo are very um, polarizing from each other. So Mm -hmm. it was nice to, you know, be in South Buffalo and do some interesting things. But again, I mean, that wasn't like true South Buffalo. That's more like a drinking atmosphere, you know. Yeah. And if you're ever... If you're ever in Buffalo, if you're like one of our listeners who just does not live in Western New York, um, they do like kayak tours through Silo City and like mm-hmm. walking tours through the actual silos. So it's just super cool if you're into that sort of thing. If you like old architecture and, and you like history, then definitely look it up. Yes, a great place to be. If you're in Buffalo for one night, it's not a bad place to go. (laughs) If you just want to see like a snapshot of the city, you get the skyline, you get the ruins, you get the beer, you get people who are happy, you're you're getting a Mm -hmm. good a good snapshot of Buffalo. Yeah. Um and that was our Friday night. So from there we came home and Saturday was 
packed full of things, huh? <laughs> yeah, and it we didn't even really mean for it to be. Like we like we had a like a very loose plan of what we wanted to do on Saturday and then it just turned into like a whole day full of festivities. Yep. Which was good. Like it was a lot of fun. We so the only planned activity was to go to the Taste of Diversity on Grant Street. So this festival has been going on for, I don't know, 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. But we've gone every year we've lived in Buffalo. We've mm-hmm. lived in Buffalo for the last three years. And for the last three years, this is the only festival we've gone to every single year. So before we talk about that, um, Buffalo has a festival season and no other city that I've ever lived in has ever done this. And I think it's because we have bad weather for about six months out of the year. And so for that, like, solid three months of, like, good, good weather, like, everybody just wants to be outside every single day. <laughs> so during festival season in Buffalo, every weekend there's a cool festival going on. Yeah, so uh, the Diversity Festival, or the Taste of Diversity Festival, um is on Grant Street, which is on the west side, which is not too far from our old apartment. Mm-hmm. So the last two years we actually walked. This is the first year we had to drive there. Um, and we got there in the afternoon. It was super hot this weekend. Um, not fun. <laughs> and uh, we parked a little bit further away. And before we got to the Taste of Diversity Festival, we bumped into another festival. Um, we walked through the Myanmar Water Festival. Yes, the Water Festival. So, um, like we talked about in our last episode, uh, Buffalo has a really large Burmese refugee population. Um, and so I guess the Water Festival is the way that, um, Myanmar celebrates the New Year, like the Burmese New Year. And the water is supposed to represent, like, cleansing and starting a new... But Buffalo is super cold, and when the New Year is supposed to be is somewhere in like the late winter, early spring, and it's not a good idea to go <laughs> run around shooting people with water yeah. during that so time I, of year. So I think it's supposed to be in March, mm-hmm. and, but it's so cold in March up here that they just celebrate it in June. In June, late June, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there are a bunch of kids running around with super soakers. They have... Hoses hooked up to fire hydrants. It, it It's a neat scene. You know, it reminds me uh, of an episode of Hey Arnold where they're like messing with the water in the streets <laughs> and everybody in the whole neighborhood is there. That's what it was. Everybody in the neighborhood was there. They had a big stage set up and they were playing music and there were uh, there was dancing and mm-hmm. it was a really cool festival. So we got like a two for one deal. We were going to this one festival <laughs> and we run into a different festival on the way to the festival we're going to. Yeah. And it was just, it was really nice. It felt like there was a lot of like community in that one event where all these like little little kids were walking around yep. with like water balloons and water guns yeah. and and it wasn't all people not all burmese people no. you know it was a good mix it's... so like the rest of the city was like oh what's going on here this is fun let's do this too yeah it's so hot and it looked like they were just handing out super soakers to kids and they're just yeah. like having a ball <laughs> so there was a lot of water flying around um and we we Stopped off there for a little bit, but then we got to the Taste of Diversity Festival, which is a small street festival where there is a bunch of street food for all the different people of the neighborhood. And we, for the last two years in a row, we got Ethiopian food, Mm -hmm. which there's an Ethiopian restaurant in Buffalo, which a lot of people rave about. We haven't been. 
but we've had their food twice now at the festival. It's very tasty. Yeah, it's just so good. And I'm like, honestly, not even sure what we're eating. <laughs> yeah. But it's so flavorful and like everything is just so spot on. Yeah. And like there wasn't even a lot of meat on our plate. Like they, Just a small amount. Like we got the combo platter um, that it had like a little bit of chicken on it. But for the most part, it seemed like everything was like potato maybe based or like I'm not chickpeas. Sure. Yeah. Or, yeah, who knows? There was a spinach part and there was a corn part but yeah. the corn part didn't even taste like corn yeah it you know? was so good and then they give you that sour bread that you're supposed to use as a utensil yeah, instead of utensils spoon. gosh it was so good yeah ethiopian food we definitely have to go to the restaurant outside mm-hmm. of the festival we said that last year we didn't end up doing it but this year we <laughs> should probably do that yeah definitely since we're trying to eat less meat it's, yeah. it seems like a good option to mm-hmm. do that uh, my mom was with us too, and she ended up getting a pastelio from a Puerto Rican um, tent. That was good. I had a bite of that. Um, I don't even know if that's one of the restaurants we've been to to get pastelios in Buffalo. So. There's there's a good amount of Puerto Rican restaurants in Buffalo, mm-hmm. and they're all great. Yeah, we haven't we haven't been found to a bad, bad one. one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that one was called like Ponce something. Okay. Um, we haven't yeah. been to that one, but like you can never go wrong with any sort of empanada or basella or anything, you know. Yeah. Um, and I got a Cambodian egg roll, and I think I was expecting like vegetables in it. Like I don't usually mm-hmm. egg rolls have like cabbage and carrots and sort of that sort of thing, um, but this one was definitely like pork. Or something. Yeah, and the pork was cooked in a weird way. Yeah. So it was an interest, like, it just was interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't love I, it, but I didn't hate it. I don't know much about Cambodian culture, but all of that, like, everything that they had at their tent was, like, meat-based. So it was, like, a lot of meat skewers, and, like, mm-hmm. the egg roll had meat in it. So I didn't really know what to get, but um, it was it was very interesting. I, w- I like Asian cuisine like it's my favorite kind of cuisine like I don't think that there is an Asian food out there that I do not like (laughs) so I'm definitely up to try Cambodian food Mm -hmm. again we uh we stopped off at Esther's favorite store in Buffalo uh West Side Stories and uh yeah it was fun we it was uh updated a little bit things had been moved around a lot of new inventory uh, I picked up a book off the dollar bin, which was mm-hmm. nice. Um, and we kind of called it quits on the Grant Street festivals. It was also super hot. So yeah. in between all the things we were doing, it was definitely finding shade and staying out of the direct sunlight. Yeah. And I feel like all of our Florida friends are going to like, you're probably wondering like, oh, how hot could it have possibly been? Yeah. It was pretty hot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was uh, upper 80s, maybe lower 90s with, with straight sun. Yeah. And it doesn't normally get that hot in Buffalo. Now I'm saying that and we're recording this on a day where it hit 92 degrees mm-hmm. and tomorrow is the 4th of July and it's supposed to be 95 degrees, yeah. which is ridiculously hot. I think it's supposed to break a record tomorrow. Oh um, but it really doesn't stay hot. You know, it normally when it, like the last few summers here in Buffalo, when it gets hot, it's hot for a day and then it cools down and then you get a couple of days of 70s. And we haven't really had that. We've had a lot of heat (laughs) for a long time. And during these festivals, we were in heat, you know. We were in heat. (laughs) What are you laughing at? Oh, I didn't mean it like that. We weren't in heat like that. 
<laughs> it was hot outside. That's what I meant. It was really hot. So and usually Buffalo only stays really hot for a couple of weeks. So <laughs> yeah, but it, it kind of hit early this year, you know. Yeah. Um, so we weren't done with festivals on Saturday. We saw there was another festival. There was a car show going on on the east side of Buffalo. So we're going from the west side of Buffalo over to the east side of Buffalo to the Central Terminal, which is a awesome Art Deco giant train station in the old Polish neighborhood in Buffalo, which has been abandoned for a long time, since 1979. <laughs> and it's kind of just there, and they use it ever so often for these festivals, and they had a cool car show there. So we went around and we saw the old cars. There was, I don't know, maybe a thousand or so cars or 500, 200, 100. I was going to say maybe 200. 200 cars. (laughs) I don't know. It was cool. And we got to go in the central terminal and walk around inside. Very beautiful, but uh, it's very like... It's decaying. Yeah, it's decaying, decrepit. You know, most of the windows are broken out on the inside. It's... It's beat, but the shell is still there. Yeah, it's such a beautiful and cool building. Like, uh, it really does seem like they sort of just, like, once that last train rolled out in 1979, it just feels like nobody ever touched it ever since. Yeah, and that definitely happened. There was a lot of looters and a lot of just natural decay. Mm -hmm. And they're still trying to find a purpose for this building. Recently, New York State... um, voted on whether they wanted to move the Amtrak station back to the central terminal and there would have been a like 40 million dollar upgrade to the facility to make it in functioning order but it lost out to downtown because that was a cheaper alternative so it's kind of sad but you know the central terminal is in good hands it's in preservationist hands but they're not working with a ton of money so they're really just keeping the building on life support and they're just waiting for somebody who's got a boatload of cash to come and save this building and now if you're not from buffalo you're probably thinking oh it's you know this is just a small train no this is a giant train station we're talking like i don't know 30 or 40 train loading and unloading areas and this building is what do you think 30 stories tall it's one of the tallest buildings in buffalo for sure you can see it from a really far away away yeah um i so on our trip to new york city i'd never seen grand central station up until that point um but you can see like so many like similarities between buffalo's central terminal and grand central station like obviously there's no like grand central is also a terminal what it's grand central terminal a terminal is an an ending point so trains Uh, a station is like a throughaway, so it goes from there to somewhere else Mm -hmm. but the terminal it, it ends there okay yeah um, anyway. I derailed you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what I was saying is, it's just, like, this amazing, like, beautiful piece of artwork that's, like, just been laying dormant for so long, so it would be really cool. Um, like, even in, like, they have, like, a barber shop area where there's still a chair and there's still a mirror, yeah. and it still says barbershop above it. Like, how cool is that? Like, it's just, it's just really neat. Yep. It's just waiting to be restored, but, you know, Western New York as a whole has so many issues that mm-hmm. a lot of money needs to come in, or, mm-hmm. you know, we need a big company to come in and save it. It'd be a cool headquarters for 
you know, some tech company, but mm-hmm. it doesn't work that way. They all build on top of each other in San Francisco and places like that kind of get left behind. But there's hope, you know, <laughs> because Detroit has a giant train station, too. And just very recently, within the last couple of weeks, Ford Motor Company bought the train station, which is gigantic, just like the one on Buffalo. And they're converting it, and it's going to be useful again. So if it can happen in Detroit, maybe it can happen in Buffalo. Detroit has the luxury of having giant companies like Ford. Buffalo doesn't really have (laughs) that sort of large company. I mean, it has big banks like M&T Bank, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't have, you know, Ford or GM to come in and purchase its buildings. So maybe someday it'll have a use. But for now, it's... It's there, and it's in. It, it used to be owned by somebody who who basically took pieces out of it and scrapped them. And now it's owned by preservationists who are just putting the most minimal effort in, in hopes that a buyer will come by because they don't have money. I mean, this is owned by regular people who yeah. are just trying to keep it afloat. And there's a lot of efforts to keep vandalism out and to mm-hmm. keep people out of the building. Outside of these festivals, of course. Um, but the car show was awesome. We got to see all the cars, and we got to go in the Central Terminal. It was a good way. Super hot. <laughs> but a little bit windy, though. The wind yeah, the wind, wind kind of helped nice. over there on the east east side of the Central Terminal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we had fun on Saturday with the festivals. Um, and then Sunday rolled around. And what did we do on Sunday, Esther? I guess nothing. Nothing. Right? <laughs> we, had a, we had a lazy Sunday. Yeah, we didn't. We I went for a run in the morning, and then I didn't do anything else for the rest of the day. Yeah, you felt like garbage, so. <laughs> yeah, but not only that, like, we just didn't want to do anything, really. Yeah, we had plans, and then didn't didn't do anything. Yeah. But it was it was good. Sometimes it's good to have days like that when, Absolutely. <laughs> when your job is a little draining. Yeah, so... We had a a great weekend. We got to see Buffalo a little bit more, and hopefully you guys enjoyed our Buffalo talk for week two here. Um, But let's uh, roll into our next segment of the podcast, and that would be the Q&A, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we don't really have any questions, but we do have a voicemail. We have a voicemail. And by the way, Esther, how can you leave a voicemail so that you can also be on the podcast? So if you're using the Anchor app... Anchor, uh... as in... (laughs) Boats, ships, yeah. ahoy matey. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you for your, that illustration. So if you have the... The Navy. Oh my God. <laughs> like a tattoo on your arm, Anchor. Yes, yes. So if you have the Anchor app, you can go to our page, um, Esther and Jeff, and there's an option to leave a voicemail there. And that's like a really great way to sort of interact with us. We love getting them. Um, and then we can feature you on our podcast. Um so this next voicemail is from our friend John, and if you are listening to the podcast, it's going to start right now. Hey guys, it's John. Um, just with a question. Uh, by the way, uh, really digging the podcast. It's pretty entertaining so far. Um, anyways, the question, um, what are your plans for the summer of 2026? Uh, no reason, I guess. Uh, well, there is a reason, but anyways. Um, yeah, miss you guys down here. Uh, keep up the good work. 2026. 
Right, yeah. <laughs> so what is John alluding to? John is alluding to the World Cup being announced to be in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico in the year 2026. Uh, John is a good friend of ours from Orlando, and uh, me and John both love soccer, and the World Cup is going to be in the U.S. and Canada, Mexico, and it's going to be in Orlando and in Toronto, and I would love to go to both cities. <laughs> Hands down. Well, I'm already going to Orlando, no matter what. I just have to be alive, right? We just got to make it to 2026. (laughs) Oh, that's like the bare minimum requirement. That's the bare minimum requirement. Alive. Yes. Um, Yeah. So wait. So they already released their schedule, like where they're going to be for what games? Well, yeah. So they announced that it's going to be a a split host between the three countries, Mm -hmm. and they announced the locations that it's going to be in, and the locations that matter to us would be Orlando because we have friends in Orlando and mm-hmm. we're very used to Orlando and Toronto because it's right around the corner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, thank you, by the way, for the uh, the thanks on the podcast. The, the voicemail and the, the voicemail. shout out. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. That means a lot that you listen. You know, yes. so um, I'm sure that everybody listening to this does like podcasts, but prior to meeting Jeff, I never listened to talk radio and... <sighs> I don't really listen to talk radio now. Like that I do, is a crime. I do have a couple of podcasts, namely ones by people I know that I listen to. But other than that, I just am not super into it. So it means a lot to us when our friends are supporting us by listening to us. Yes. But I don't agree with anything Esther said because I love podcasts and I love talk radio. And every single day I listen to multiple podcasts. Okay, but I wasn't really starting a discussion or an argument i was just saying my Uh, personal opinion is i don't like them (laughs) yikes okay but you do and i love them yes i love them (laughs) okay (laughs) i recently started listening to a radio show slash podcast that i used to listen to back in orlando the news junkie and it's nice to like get back into more podcasting um such I'm like in a podcast world right now. I got I got so many shows, it's hard to keep up. And our own show. And our own on show. On top of those shows. Oh, do you listen back to all of our episodes? Do you? Because <laughs> I do. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes? I'll, sometimes I'll put one on my car radio just to see if it sounds okay. Yes. And then, yeah, I don't really listen to us talk. Why would I do that? Yeah. <laughs> well... I think this is a good episode. It's a little short, but maybe uh, short and sweet is uh, is good. Episode five, we made it five episodes. Thank you guys so much for driving us. We see how many people listen. We see who's listening, especially if you're using the Anchor app. Uh, thank you guys so much. It means the world to us. If you want to leave us a question for the Q&A, uh, you can hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. If you are friends with us on Facebook, just go ahead and leave it there. If you are not friends with us and you are a listener who doesn't know us, um, my Instagram is Jeffrey Searsant. We'll put the link in the description. Just send me a message on there and we can do it that way. Or you can leave a voicemail on the Anchor app, which we discussed earlier in this episode. Uh, this next episode is probably a be on Buffalo too, huh? But you know what? Maybe not. We might surprise you. You know, a lot of things are going on. The 4th of July is tomorrow, so we'll have plenty of things to talk about. Um, John leaving a voicemail was a good lead into the fact that we used to live in Orlando and we got a ton of things to talk about for that awesome city <laughs> in Orlando. Yeah, you like Orlando, right? Yeah, I mean, we definitely, I don't, we just had such a good 
time while we lived there. Yeah. Like, it was such a pivotal time in our lives. Like, I was fresh out of college. Like, Jeff had just left college. It was... We were just, like, figuring out who we were, and Orlando served us with such a great community to figure that out in. Yeah. Um, so we have, like, such good memories, and we made such good friends, and I don't... It, we miss it a lot. Wow, Fairly yes. frequently. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like you have a lot of opinions on that. Maybe next week's will be an Orlando episode. Who knows? Anyway, guys, thank you guys for getting us to five episodes, um, and... Any other closing things you'd like to add, Esther? We've really, like, made this super dramatic ending. We could just keep talking. No. That's okay. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. (laughs)